Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life, all of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's episode, I'll be doing a live reading of my highly anticipated, critically acclaimed Josh Hutcherson fan fiction. So buckle up, because this is sure going to be one hell of a ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. It's me, Parker, obviously. I hope you are having a wonderful day, a wonderful Monday morning, um, because I certainly am. I also love how that's become my intro. Like, I've been re-listening to old episodes, and I've said that, I think, every single episode, which is hilarious because it's not planned. It just kind of comes out. So I guess that's my new hook and intro. So I hope you're having a wonderful day because, again, I certainly am. So I am loving how much you guys are loving part one of the fan fiction. Um, it was true. I re-listened to it and it's truly hilarious. Um, so I cannot wait to do part two today because it's going to be even more hilarious. Um, so super slay. Um, I'm going to read some of your guys. I put out a question out on my Instagram, on my podcast Instagram and my personal Instagram about like what your guys' favorite parts were from part one. So I'm going to, you know, go over those. I first really quickly wanted to just um, put an apology out there because I said a certain word in the part one that I have literally never pronounced this word like this. And I had many of you reach out to me asking why I said this word like this. And I just wanted to clear the air. Okay. The city in which or the, the state in which the city of Las Vegas is located. The state is named Nevada for some reason in, um, when I was reading it, I said Nevada as if I'm British or as if I'm, I have some sort of bizarre ass accent. Um, but I've never in my life said Nevada. I always say Nevada. So to all of those who I offended with my b- wacko ass pronunciation, this is my deepest condolences. Okay. I'm sorry. So Nevada, never again. I th- oh, maybe it's because like the mountain range in between California and, and Nevada is the Sierra Nevadas. And so I said, I don't know. No, no excuse. Let's just never say it again. Okay. So just wanted to clear the air. So I just wanted to hop into my hot take. We're just going to start off real fucking strong. Okay. So my hot take of the week is going to be this. Our girl, our gal, Miss Dora the Explorer Miss Dora does not get enough credit for the, all the work that she's doing. For first and foremost, she's a child. Okay. Second, she is exploring the wilderness with her her um, accompanied by a monkey, a talking backpack, and a talking map. Okay, all while trying to counter the literal thieving robbery of a fox who's trying to swipe, swipe, swipe her stuff, and she's a child. So not only is she having to face the elements of the world, the obstacles of her journey in front of her, but she's have to fend, having to fend off this, like, thief? That's cr- literally crazy. And then she's, like, you know, trying to figure out where she's going. And she keeps an optimistic attitude the entire time. That's a girl boss, honey. So, and I think she deserves more credit. All the while teaching us Spanish while speaking English, our bilingual queen. And, you know, she gets to where she needs to go. 
She obviously, uh, you know, experiences obstacles along the way, but she always gets to where she's going with a smile on her face. So if we can all take a note from Miss Dora herself, we need to, you know, realize life is a journey and just enjoy it along the way because we're, we're spending time with our friends. Boots, map, backpack, backpack, okay? So let's give Dora her flowers because she deserves them. Dora the Explorer, if you're listening, Miss Animated Character, this one's for you, girly pop. Love you. So that's my hot take of the week. Like I've said every single other week, if you have a hot take you want me to talk about, you want to talk about it yourself, I don't know. Send me, um, you know, reach out to me. Comment on anything. You know, reach out. Uh, I've already said that. Hmm. Text me, DM me, Facebook message me, uh, comment on YouTube, email me. I don't know. Send me a, a, carrier, a carrier pigeon. I don't know. Send me any sort of messaging you want to send me. Okay? So, yeah, that's the hot take of the week. Um, I also wanted to, sorry, I'm like a little bit scatterbrained right now, y'all. Um, think, 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 think. I forgot to ask you guys a final thoughts question last week. I re-li- I re-listened to the episode and realized I never did. But it's okay because I'm going to ask you one at the end of this episode because it was a part one, part two. So we'll get to that, you know, down the end of the line. But I did forget last week because I'm literally a stupid whore. So I'm so, so sorry for um, disappointing you all. It's truly brought me down. So, without further ado, I think we should hop right back in to the fan fiction. But at first, I'm going to read your guys' submissions for what you said were your favorite lines. Because I asked you guys, what was your favorite line of the fanfic from part one? So, I didn't get many responses because I guess you all literally hate me and wish I was dead. But either way. Um, I Someone said, flinging the sticky, messy dough at the older friend. Girl, that was the same one of my favorite lines as well. My favorite line actually was um, I high five Josh Hutcherson in delight. I think that that line really sent me over the edge. But flinging the sticky, messy dough was a, a close second. And it was the same with the older friend, the older friend, older actor, younger, the, like the constant, like older, younger energy was so hilarious that it was truly, truly so. Oh, funny. But yes, flinging the sticky, messy dough, honey, like I said many times in the first episode, gay, 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 gay. And then I'm going to let me go to my podcast Instagram so I could read those submissions as well. Nevada was a submission. Yeah, it's giving cuckoo crazy, honey. I don't know why I said that. Again, I apologize. And then um, the final one was having a house is the real fantasy. Let me tell you guys. Houses are millions of dollars. Like, and for what? Like, literally just put a roof over my head and to have, like, equity. That is, it's crazy out here. It's I'm like, I guess I'm just going to be renting my whole life because I cannot afford a house. I don't, unless I marry rich, which, you know, is the plan. Josh Hutcherson, if you're rich, if you're single, if you're looking, baby, I'm right here. Let's make this fan fiction a, a fan reality, okay? But yeah, I would say the, the, the concept of home ownership is the real fantasy, besides the, you know, meeting Josh Hutchinson, Jennifer Lawrence, that could happen. But the homeownership element of it all, that is the true fantasy. So very much slay. Thank you guys for, you know, reaching out to me, letting me know you loved part one. Thank you for all of the positive, you know, affirmations y'all have been giving me because I have been living. But now without further ado, let's hop back into Miss part two because we are halfway through and we have so much more juicy, juicy drama um, so like I said in part one, you guys, this was, this is 16 pages. This is like a, a novel of, um, you know, 
beautiful details, information, storyline. So we're going to hop right back in so that we can pipe down and get through this episode. Okay. <clears throat> Let me put my reading voice back on. Let me put my Kumon brain on because, baby, I struggle with reading. All right. Without further ado, the future life of Parker Griffin. So we left off. Let me. I'm sorry. I just keep like stalling. <laughs> we left off with, um, you know, we're all Josh Hutcherson, Parker, Jennifer Lawrence, all of us looking at the stars, having a good night, just spent a day at the beach, blah, blah, blah. We all went to bed. So this is where we're picking up. The next morning started much like the last one had, this time with Jennifer there to enjoy Parker's breakfast. She was just as quick as Josh was to praise his cooking skills, but Parker secretly enjoyed, enjoyed Josh's compliment much more. You guys, the, it's gay, gay. Also, like, what, when did I think I was a chef? Like, because I like to cook now as an adult. Like, I still don't cook as much as I probably should. But when I was in high school, guys, I was not cooking literally ever. So I don't know where this, like, I'm a chef energy comes from. But you know what? Maybe I will become one. As soon as Jen put her fork and knife down, she glanced at the clock and said, I should be going soon. The flight leaves in a few hours. I just have a few more things to pack. Oh, and I'll call a taxi. I'll help you pack, Josh said. And Parker saw them share a significant glance out of the corner of his eye. He's whip, he whipped his, his head. Okay, you guys, can I read? His head whipped around to look at Josh, but the look was gone. As soon as we're done, I'll help you clean up the kitchen, Peter. No problem, Jay Hutch. You guys, I can't. Parker busied himself with a few posts. Okay. I, you guys, I really can't read. Maybe I should really go back to Kumon. Parker busied himself with a few pots and pans, putting the dirty dishes in the sink and listened carefully. The moment he heard the footsteps turn the corner at the top of the stairs, he tiptoed after them as covertly as possible. He stepped around the creek he stepped around the creek in a stair and silently followed the sound of hushed voices. He put his ear to the door and listened carefully. It's not like you don't see him all the time, Josh. I mean, it's your choice, but yes, it's my choice. And I choose to stay here for another two days. You guys, <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. Is this about your dad's assignment? That's only part of it. I really do like being here, Jennifer. Parker's a lot of fun. You guys, I can't. he's a funny kid. And I feel like, I don't know, like a mentor to him or something. You guys, let, I have to pause because I'm like, I think if you're watching this on YouTube, like my grin is like overwhelming. Um, This is so funny. Like, this is so gay. Like, Something I didn't explain in part one was, like, when I was a sophomore in high school, okay, so I was 15 years old, not out of the closet yet, like, very much, you know, aware the gay was there, very much aware the queerness was there, very much inside my own brain. And when I read The Hunger Games, because I read part one, I read the first Hunger Games right before the movie came out, because the movie was coming out, I read the first one, saw the movie, then I read two and three before the second movie came out, and so... I was very much, so I saw the movie very much was like, Josh Hutchinson, you're kind of sexy. And then when I read part two or the second book, um, which Catching Fire, they're like Katniss's and Peta's relationship becomes a little steamier, becomes a little more romantic, comes a little bit more, you know, personal. 
And in my head, because I thought Josh Hutcherson was hot, I was like, I'm Katniss Everdeen. I'm with Peter Malark. Like, he is my man. Like, they cuddle in the book and they talk about it. And I was like, in my mind, going to sleep at night, imagining just like Josh Hutcherson is cuddling me. So, like, really, like, this was like, like, I was so down bad for Josh Hutcherson. And I probably still am, like, deep in my heart of hearts. But, like, girly pop it was crazy so i just really want to put that framework into all of your guys's mind because like it is dripping in the text of this fan fiction so that's the context of why i was so obsessed with josh Hutchinson. that's why this exists um which also love that he's a short king he's like five seven he's he's a dainty little doll he's a poly pocket himself i think if i told josh Hutchinson he was a poly pocket he would probably like combust but maybe he would maybe he would live who knows okay back into it so, I don't know, like a mentor to him or something. There was a moment of silence before the female voice spoke again. I understand. Thanks for considering, Peta, Jen said with a smile in her voice. Josh chuckled softly. It wasn't much of a choice, actually, but thanks for the offer, Katniss. He laughed again and said, This is completely out of character, isn't it? Peta would never have left Katniss go anywhere alone. I guess you're losing your touch, Jen teased. Parker barely heard the last line because he was tiptoeing down the stairs as quickly as he could. His hand was clenched in a fist. Honestly, I was Arthur fisting. And it was pressed firmly over his mouth to keep an ecstatic scream from breaking free of his heart and skyrocketing right through the ceiling. You guys, this is homosexual. Anyways, he couldn't believe what he had just heard. It was like his most precious dream. <laughs> it was like his most precious dream unfolded right in front of him. Josh Hutcherson actually liked being his friend. Oh, that's kind of sad. This is like honestly very telling, and I guess I was a very sad child. Anyways, I, I've gone to therapy since then, you guys, so everything's okay. But um, if this is any sort of advertisement for therapy, let it be that, you guys. It will save your life. Anyways, he liked spending time with him. He thought that he, Parker Griffin, was funny. The best part for Parker was hearing that Josh felt like he was his mentor. His idol wanted to teach him and be an example for him. He had chosen to spend time here rather than leave with an actress much more refined and professional than Parker was. You guys, I mean, she's an Oscar winner. So, like, really, they're not. Miss Courtney was not lying. Jennifer must have asked Josh to go to New York with her, where Josh could easily get a flight to Kentucky on the other side of the snowstorm. Josh had put off seeing his family just for Parker. He felt like jumping and singing and dancing and skipping and screaming and spinning and crying all at once. If he died today, Parker decided he would die satisfied. You guys, this is crazy. I told you part two is going to be crazier than part one. He hummed as he skipped to the kitchen and washed the dishes. I'm give it's giving Cinderella, honey. I mean, like in part one, I said I was Cinderella, girl. It, I've been Cinderella, and that's a fact. He was practically dancing when Josh strolled into the kitchen, where he stopped and stared at Parker. The younger actor, back at it, turned around with a wet dish in his hand, grinning at the incredulous Josh. They looked at each other for a moment, and then Josh burst out laughing. Parker joining him almost immediately. By the time Jen had all her bags downstairs, Parker was rolling on the floor laughing, and Josh was clutching the counter with one hand and his stomach with the other as he laughed so hard that he could barely breathe. You guys, what were we laughing at? Like, am I missing something? Gay. Hi, gay. 
You guys, this is, I should have read this during Pride Month because this is truly the most, this is the gayest shit I've ever read. Anyways, Jennifer huffed. Well, I missed the joke. What are you two laughing about? Finally, Parker calmed down enough to get off the floor and Josh wiped tears from his eyes as he chortled. Well, we'll help you with your bags, Jen. Parker picked up the still wet plate and put it in the pile with the others as he followed Josh out of the kitchen. Jennifer followed them out of the door, still looking very confused. It's the, the, that's so funny. I live in a mansion on the ocean with a custom cherry made, like a custom uh, coffee table, cherry wood cabinets. Like I'm wealthy and I don't have a dishwasher. Like literally what is that all about? Anyways, when everything was in the taxi, Jennifer smiled at her two friends. Thanks so much for everything, Parker. She said sweetly, pulling him into a hug. I had so much fun yesterday and you're a great cook. Thanks, Jen. It was fun having you here. You're welcome to come back anytime, Parker answered, pulling out of the hug to smile at her. She turned to hug Josh. Good to see you again, Joshy. We should hang out sometime when we both actually have extra time. She sighed, rolling her eyes. Josh laughed and agreed. Josh and Parker waved goodbye until the taxi turned a corner and rolled out of sight. Do you want to go back to back? Do you want to go to the back bay today? Parker asked happily. He still felt that he'd won the lottery and 10 Oscars all in the same blessed day. You guys, I won the lottery and 10 Oscars all in one day because I, Josh Hutchinson said he was my mentor. Like literally this, I am, I'm the Duchess of Down Baddington. Anyways, sure. Thanks again for helping me. My dad and I really appreciate it. Josh said sincerely as they ambled back inside. Within an hour, the two friends were driving to Newport Beach with sack lunches. Soon they were clamoring out of the car and taking in the serenely quiet back bay. For those of you who don't know, Newport Beach, you know, sits on like a peninsula, I think. I'm not a geographer. I'm not very smart when it comes to this whole thing. So I could be totally wrong. But, But Newport Beach sits on like a peninsula and there's a whole like estuary area waterway back bay area that's really beautiful like lots of biodiversity it's very slight so if you ever want to you know go on a beautiful walk hike run situation go to the back bay in newport beach if you're in orange county they had stopped at a small kayaking harbor that offered a beautiful view of the back bay the brilliantly green plants were tall and bent gracefully in the steady breeze And the deep blue water was not clear, but somehow still clean and natural. Sure. Every minute or so, a fish would leap through the water as if breaking through glass and then disappear again, leaving the water looking undisturbed again. It's so quiet, Josh said in a hushed voice, as if speaking too loud would upset the ecosystem. And beautiful, right? Parker asked quietly. Right? My dad is going to love this. He answered softly as he snapped pictures. You guys, the like visual details and like the language used in this fan fiction is truly like it's giving advanced. It's SAT, which like we were all sophomores in high school. So I if I wrote this myself, you guys, it would have been so elementary. But Miss Courtney really elevated the, the text with all of these, you know, description words. They eventually went into the small building nestled at the top of the shoreline and rented kayaks. The woman at the front desk recognized them both and nearly passed out when they walked in. But Josh and Parker were able to calm her down and pacify her and a coworker with a few autographs. 
This is so wild. They hurried out to the kayaks, picking paddles and life jackets, and then lifting two single-seat kayaks into the water. They pushed off and were soon paddling with the current and observing the plants and birds all around them. A bike path was located on their right, but it was far enough away that it didn't distract from the surrounding beauty. Josh continued to snap pictures, careful to keep the expensive camera dry. They continued to paddle for about two hours, occasionally racing each other and challenging each other to various contests. Only gay people, like, compete against each other. That's a hot take, but anyways. At one point, the two friends saw a tall, elegant, white bird tiptoeing through the tall, swaying grass. And Josh called to Parker, Let's see who he likes more. Whoever gets closer to him wins. The one rule is not to touch him, since he is a especially protected bird, and we don't want to hurt him. What an environmentalist. Parker agreed, and to his triumphant delight, he was able to get closest to the bird before it swept its long wings and fluttered to a safer, human-free, grassy area farther inland. However, Parker's kayak almost tipped in his attempt, and they agreed that it was time to go back. On the way home, Josh admired all the pictures he had taken. My dad's going to love these. This back bay was the perfect place to get the pictures he needs. Parker, or wow, Parker, this one's amazing. The bird looks like he's posing for the picture. I just have to pause to like just briefly talk about this like assignment that we are given by Josh Hutchinson's father. I don't understand why us taking pictures is like necessary for this man's research where he lives in Kentucky and we're in college. None of it really makes sense. But you know what? This is a fantasy for a reason because it doesn't need to make sense because it's all about what's giving and it's clearly giving. So if you don't get it, neither do I. So we're all on the same page. Where'd I go? Um, okay. We're, let's pick up. Wow. Parker, this one's amazing. The bird looks like he's posing for the picture. Great. Great. Jihad, great. Hutch. Show me when we get home. Parker said, grinning in spite of himself. Josh's enthusiasm was contagious. Josh ran to his room as soon as they arrived at the house to grab his USB cord in order to upload the pictures onto the computer. This is like pre-airdrop, um, Bluetooth kind of, um, this is 2012, so, you know, it was pre-technology like that. So, we had the USB cord doll. Parker, who was downstairs in the office waiting for Josh to bring the cord, heard a frustrated groan vibrate through Josh's open bedroom door and through the office near the bottom of the stairs. What's wrong, Joshy? I can't find my USB drive. Do you have one I could borrow? Yeah, I think so, Parker said. Oh, my, this, you guys, the staples on this are starting to fall apart, so the pages are going to be a little crazy. Parker had seen Josh's camera and remembered that his mom had owned a similar camera. Honestly, hi, Terry Griffin, my mom. There should be one in my closet, on the second shelf, in a drawer on the far right. It's really easy to find. Thanks so much, Peter, Josh called downstairs in relief. No problem, Parker called back, and he smiled to himself. It was so rewarding to help Josh. Gay. He was so thankful and sincere and was such a great, and he was such a great friend. Parker felt wonderful. (laughs) And then suddenly, horrifically, the wonderful feeling was gone. It disappeared so suddenly and so completely that it may as well have never been there. (laughs) It may as well have never been there at all. A horrible, panicky feeling filled Parker's heart. His jaw dropped as the realization of his terrible mistake slapped him in the face. He had just told Josh Hutcherson to look into his closet. The metaphor. Hi, gay. 
Now, this was a closet in Parker's room that had a drawer on the second shelf that contained a USB cord. But the other closet, the one closet to the door, the one that Josh Hutchinson was no doubt about to open was the shrine. Which, you guys, flashback to part one. Remember I received the text message that said, don't don't let Joshie open your closet or whatever the line was. Um sent by an anonymous text sender. I would like to give that anonymous text sender a name and character. Um, my sister, Kelly Griffin, shout out to you, Kelly, if you're watching, you, I know you're watching this episode. Um, she FaceTimed me to tell me that if anyone were to be that person, it would have been her. Um, so that is you, baby girl. So congratulations, you made the fan fiction. So Kelly Griffin is the one who I hurled all the curses at because she was the one who almost exposed me. So back to the shrine. So remember, I have the shrine in the closet with all the, you know, footage and, like, posters, life-size cutout, embarrassing. So I have a shrine. It's giving, and what's her name? From um, Hey Arnold? Uh, Bertha? No. Pat? I don't know. I don't remember her name. But the girl from Hey Arnold when she had the shrine of Arnold. Josh, wait! Parker shrieked. Tearing out of the office and flying up the stairs, he was barely able to stop his momentum from slamming him right into Josh, who was staring in bewilderment at Parker from the bedroom door. Parker could see that Josh hadn't opened either of the closet doors yet, and his panic subsided. Sorry. Uh, I can get it myself. It's no problem. I just, it's not, I can't. Listen, there's just some embarrassing things in here, and I forgot about them until now. Parker stuttered, red-faced, and he's and he stumbled to the second closed door on the left wall, pulled it open, and grabbed the USB cord. He couldn't bring himself to look right into Josh's eyes, but nervous glances at his face told Parker that the other man was very suspicious now. Parker just wanted to get out of this room as quickly as possible and move on so that with luck, Josh would just let it go again. Parker couldn't help pushing in the other closet door inconspicuously on his way out. On his way by, just to make sure it was firmly closed. Josh's eyes flickered to Parker's hand on the innocent-looking white door, and they narrowed slightly for a moment. But then he looked up at Parker and smiled. Okay, whatever you say. Thanks for the USB. You're welcome. Now, let's go look at some pictures, he said with genuine enthusiasm. He led the way out of his room, elated that the catastrophe had been averted. He felt like wiping the sweat from his forehead with the back of his hand, but decided that that would be too obvious. Behind him, Parker heard the ominous sound of a door being opened. He gasped, turning on his heels to find himself staring horror-struck at, at his worst nightmare come to life. Josh Hutcherson had opened the door of Parker's shrine dedicated completely to him. <sighs> you guys, I'm so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm literally feeling what I would be feeling in this book. Book, hello. In this little um, story. Like, I feel the same level of embarrassment that Josh is experiencing that you guys are all experiencing. So, this is meta. Josh looked just as surprised as Parker did. And it quickly changed to look just as disturbed as Parker felt. Josh stared at a giant poster of his own face smiling back at him. In hundreds of pictures that covered the entire wall. Not hundreds of pictures, you guys. Both were speechless for a moment. Then, Parker, what the heck is this? This is something a love-struck 10-year-old girl has hidden in her closet. <laughs> Not a grown actor. You guys, honestly, if there's anything about me, I am a 10-struck. I'm a love-struck 10-year-old girl, so... 
that's on period. But not a grown actor, nay nay. Which also, I don't know how old I'm supposed to be in this fan fiction. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be like in my 20s. I don't know. Don't know. But apparently I'm grown, honey. He poked his head in and looked deeper into the closet, which opened to the right. On the far wall was a giant picture of Josh's face, a collection of all the movies that Josh had ever started, a, quote, bucket list of things to do with Josh Hutcherson, a monologue written in honor of Josh, proudly written by Parker himself, and the life-size cutout of the famous actor. What's funny is that I would never write a, a, like a monologue because clearly this, this fan fiction is a monologue and I did not write it myself. So that's hilarious. Anyways, needless to say, Josh was now just as horrified as Parker was. Josh, wait, I can explain. I don't want to see this anymore, Josh said in extreme discomfort, pushing past Parker and into the hallway. Josh, please listen, Parker pleaded. Josh took a deep breath and then responded flatly. I honestly think there might be a good explanation for this. Just don't lie to me anymore, Griffin. Oh my god. I feel attacked. That's not part of the book. I just, that's how I feel right now. Let me catch my breath. <sighs> One more lie and I will leave right now. I can't be friends with someone I can't trust. Oh my God, you guys, the drama. Parker was close to tears. I'm so sorry. I never told you. I just didn't know how to tell you without, without being misunderstood. You guys, this is a gay, this is like a gay coming out story. But, like, not. He took a deep breath and continued. Since I was a little kid, I'd wanted to be an actor. I was in musicals for years, and I got really, really good. <laughs> Parker loved what Oh, wait. Not Parker. People loved watching me perform, and I loved performing even more. I dedicated so much time and practice to it. In my junior year of high school, I tried out for America's Got Talent. I entered determined to win, and I did. My victory made me famous, and as soon as I was becoming even more successful, and I, and soon I was becoming even more successful until I wrote this movie and I met you. I have to pause, you guys, because there's a lot. This 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 is real dense. First and foremost, junior year of high school is apparently the year for me. Uh, this was sophomore year, so this is right before then. So we're manifesting. I would like to put on the record, I did audition for America's Got Talent when I was a junior in high school, which was so funny because, like, you know, those shows like American Idol, America's Got Talent, like, like reality competition shows, you really, like, A, need to be a little bit older, and B, like, you need to have a story. Like, you need to have, like, some type of, like, something that, like, makes you stand out from a crowd. Not only talent, but just, like, you need to have something that they can capitalize off of. And when I was auditioning for America's Got Talent, my my story was that I was, like, not trained vocally, but, like, I just had this innate talent, which is so psycho that, like, I thought that that was going to put me on the map. But you know what? It was a confidence for me. So I did auditions for America. I did audition for America's Got Talent junior year of high school. I sang You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban Slay. I actually kind of ate down, but, you know, I only went to the producer cut, and I got immediately cut because why would I a little rinky-dink little teenager be on television who knows but i did audition for america's got talent i did slay they did not contact me back america's got talent directly in the camera america's got talent if you want me to be on your television show i know it's kind of you're in your flop era but i would still be on it you know for the you know publicity of it all but yes yeah, so that was the context i did audition for that show next uh da -da 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 -da. my victory made me famous and soon i was becoming even more successful until i wrote this movie and met you 
hilarious that I wrote an entire film when I can't even write an, a fan fiction for myself. Where is this writer energy coming from? Miss Courtney is putting a little bit of herself into this. So that's hilarious. Not only am I an actor, I'm also a director, a writer, a producer. So I'm very multifaceted. So I just wanted to give you all a little bit of context. So back into it. So I met you. <laughs> I know all this, Griffin. What does this have to do with that? Josh said in frustration, gesturing towards the shrine door, still hanging open like an unbandaged wound. Parker continued hesitantly. Through everything, I had my family and friends for support. I got a lot of support from my adopted family at the Musical Theater Village, which is where I did theater growing up, soft, like throughout high school, Musical Theater Village in Irvine. Um, you know, very formative memories there. So that is a little bit of context for you as well. But also my adopted family, that is so drama. Anyways, and we did share a lot of great memories, but I didn't really have someone to look up to. An example or a hero, or dot, 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 an idol. Then, in my sophomore year, The Hunger Games came out, like I said. When I saw you on the giant screen, something inside me clicked. And what clicked was that I was gay. Anyways, I knew that that, that or I knew then that you would be my inspiration. It was so easy to make you almost an extension of my own life. If I ever needed encouragement about my acting, I would watch one of your interviews and I made it feel like you were talking to me. Somehow this always cheered me up. You guys, Courtney, Courtney really knew. Courtney's like, this, this little twink is a homo goddamn motherfucking sexual. And I'm going to make it so unbelievably clear, but so shrouded in like mystery of like, I'm just a fangirl. This is hilarious. I know this sounds really weird, but it's not. When I was younger, you were my, you were everything that I wanted to be someday. You were my ultimate goal. I guess you were a lot of things to me, a hero, an inspiration, an example, and a dream that seemed so unattainable sometimes. That's sweet. And now, since I've met you, you've almost become an older brother to me. Yeah, okay. And even though my dreams aren't so impossible looking anymore, I see what an amazing actor you are and all the things you've done. And I think that maybe, maybe I will never be as good as you are. Parker ended almost in a mumble. That's not true. Parker's head shot up to look back at Josh. Throughout the entire confession, Josh had not moved, almost expressionless. And Parker had assumed hopelessly that he was fighting a losing battle. Now his heart felt a nudge of hope. Maybe Josh had listened and believed him after all. Parker had told him the truth, and he hoped that Josh could see that. You definitely have a lot of talent. I've seen that much, I've seen that much working with you these past few months. But Parker, why did you have to write a monologue? <laughs> he asked in exasperation. I think it's kind of funny, Parker said sheepishly. You have to admit, it's pretty humorous. I doubt it, but I never actually read it. Not that I want to, he added quickly, catching the look on Parker's face. Hi, gay. Parker shrugged animatedly. Suit yourself. Josh sighed deeply. I do believe you, Parker, because what you said does make sense. And I honestly am a little bit floundered. I mean, it's a, it's really great to feel like an inspiration. Okay. It makes all the publicity worth it. You've seen the paparazzi. After a while, it gets awful. Josh said, and Parker nodded in agreement. Yeah, you guys literally, who the hell did I think I was? Like, 
I also want to add, like, I know when when we're all kids, we, like, love to think we're famous. Like, we love – I don't know if you all did this, but I did this. This is why I have a podcast because when I was younger, I would literally – I'm not kidding. If I was home alone, I would sit on my couch and literally talk to myself out loud as if I was being interviewed. Like, I would make – like, I would make up questions that they would say to me in my head and I would answer them out loud as if I was, like, on a film, on a show, on a whatever. So – and then I would also pretend that, like, I would be seeing the paparazzi. Like, I was I was kind of psycho. But if any of you also shared this experience, I'm so happy that we were in it together. Because I really thought I was that girl. I mean, I am that girl, period. But, like, honey, the delusion as a child. Where did I leave off? Oh. Where did I leave off? Da, 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 da. Uh, you see the paparazzi. After a while, it gets awful, Josh said. And Parker nodded in agreement. Plus, I really do like being friends with you. You're a funny kid. Not kid, you guys. That's weird. You said, Josh said almost affectionately. Smiling ruefully. Smiling ruefully. Ruefully as in, okay. Anyways, Josh actually offered to, or sorry, not Josh. Jen actually offered to get an extra plane ticket so we could both fly to New York. I would be able to get a flight to Kentucky from there. No problem. Oh, really? That would have worked out well, Parker said in mock surprise. Josh's distractedness kept him from recognizing Parker's poor attempt at feigning surprise. I turned down her offer because I wanted to hang out with you a little longer. Of course, I had the pictures to get for my dad, but I also wanted to get to know you better. You guys, you guys, I can't. But you know what? The, like when I read this, when I first was, I received this on my 16th birthday, Oh, mama, this fulfilled my fantasies. And I read this over and over and over because I was like, Josh Hutchinson loves me. Um, where did I leave off? Uh, uh, I wanted to get the opportunity to know you better. I don't know. We knew each other pretty well, dot, dot, dot. I mean, that I wanted to know you, what you were like offset, away from the cameras and stage lights. People are always a little different without the pressure. And clearly there's always more to learn about everyone, Josh said, gesturing to the open shrine door. Parker saw that he did have a very good point. I was surprised, though, you weren't noticeably different from your working self. Actually, you're almost the same person at home, just without the same focused attitude. I'm really impressed with how genuine you are. But you know what? I'm going to take this moment to lift myself up here on this moment. I would like to say that I am a very genuine person and I very am authentically myself from in all spaces, work spaces, personal spaces with friends, with family. I like to like I have a very, you know, authentic sense of self, which has been developed through years of not being able to be myself. So shout out to being in the closet because it's made me who I am today. Shout out to this novel for, you know. Just being a time capsule of that time. I'm a very authentic, sincere person. If you ever get the pleasure of knowing me, you're welcome. But also, we all slay. So anyways, sorry, I just wanted to give myself a little shout out because I'm a genuine person. Moving on. But I am humble too. I'm humble. Parker glowed at the compliment. He had never thought about being a different person while on set. He was always just being himself. Yeah, okay. Even the roles that he acted somehow always seemed... You guys, I can't. Always seemed like they contained aspects of his real character, so they became an extension of himself. That was why all his characters looked so natural. 
I don't see a reason why I can't be me all the time. I try to be honest with people all the time. Maybe that's why I'm such a bad liar, he admitted sheepishly. The irony of me being so gay but trying to be straight because also sophomore year, I had a girl, a girlfriend. It isn't that a, isn't that a joke? Or not a joke. That's rude. Isn't that... um. What can I say respectfully? Isn't that hilarious? At me, Parker Griffin, the daintiest doll in town. The most feminine little girly pop you've ever met. Had a girlfriend. Like, what was going on, girl? What was going on? So I had a girlfriend sophomore year of high school for a, a literally uh, three weeks, I think. Um, and then we were just like, mm, I think we're just friends. And we're just, you know, this is not, not going to work. But yeah, had a girlfriend sophomore year, which is hilarious. And the fact that I said I was so authentically myself when clearly very clearly the rainbow the rainbow was bursting through every pore of my skin honey maybe that's why i'm such a bad liar he admitted sheepishly you are you're a terrible liar peter josh said smiling yeah everyone when i said i was straight and i was very clearly gay yeah sorry about that i won't do that again i don't really have anything else to hide parker girl i don't have anything else to hide i think you do girly pop Parker looked again at the open door, but it didn't look so threatening or terrible anymore. He smiled and went to close it. Josh chuckled suddenly. I can't believe you had that weird monument up there this whole time and I never knew. Well, what was I supposed to say? Oh, Joshy, by the way, I have a shrine to you in my second closet in case you were wondering, Parker said sarcastically. That would have been better than letting me find out the hard way, Josh protested. Letting you? Letting you? You went and opened it behind my back. Literally, Parker pointed out. That's a very good point. Josh laughed and admitted, all right, you have a point. I knew something was going on and I knew it had to be something behind that door. And I was so curious that I just opened it. I understand, Parker told him smiling. So we're still friends, right? Yeah, Peter, we're definitely still friends. He paused for a moment, then added, it's time for a new nickname. I've called you Peter for at least three weeks now, haven't I? It's getting boring. Um... He trailed off, looking for a source of inspiration. He glanced over Parker's shoulder at the closed shrine door and grinned. I think I'm going to call you fangirl this month, Peter. He gaped. Honestly, gaped, you guys, please. He gaped at this new nickname. It was by far the worst one he heard yet. Spider-Man was delightful compared to this. I don't think you are, actually. This is the best I've ever thought of. Of course I'm going to use it. Fangirl. Hopefully Lucy and Doug will catch on and we'll have everyone calling you fangirl within a week or two. That's kind of bullying. I refuse to answer to that. You'll have to respond to you'll have to respond sometime, fangirl. This is ridiculous. You know you love it, fangirl. Parker groaned. Why don't we why don't we go look at those pictures? Whatever you want, fangirl. Parker glared at him. But Josh looked so eager and happy that Parker couldn't help but laugh and smile with him. Parker playfully punched Josh on the arm and leading the way down the stairs, he thought, it doesn't matter what Josh calls me as long as we're friends. And that, my friends, is the end of this fan fiction. Honey, 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 don't we have something to talk about? The fangirl energy of this, the, the nickname at the end was not wrong because baby... It was crazy. Like, the the fangirl energy was overwhelming. So Josh was not in the wrong for calling me that and creating that new nickname. Now, I will say, having 
him tell everyone on set, having him tell Miss Lucy Fisher and Miss Douglas Wick, you know, the two characters that are created who are the directors or whatever of the film that we were working on, that's kind of bullying. So Josh Hutchison, you're in the wrong for literally bullying me in our workspace. That's workplace harassment. I can report to you to HR, okay? So don't be doing all that. Um, but what can I say, you guys? This truly... Now that I've gotten this off my chest, I feel like I just had a really good therapy session where, like, you know, you just, like, really explore something and, like, come to terms with something. And when I tell you guys this, like I said in the first episode, like, this was so nerve-wracking for me to read for some reason. Not for some reason, because obviously it was very much, like, a very uh, closeted portion of my life. So it was very a very vulnerable thing to explore and especially to read for an audience, which, you know... However many of you out there that listen to this, this is for y'all. Um, I hope you enjoyed it because it was truly quite silly. If this fan fiction um, says anything, it's that if you have a child, if you have children who are uh, queer and you know it, let them feel it and explore it at a young age. Because, baby, the closetedness of it all is not going to benefit them. And I will attest to that, okay? So... If you have a gay kid, girly pop, love them for it and celebrate them for it because it is so important. And like I said in the first episode at the beginning of uh, or the first episode, the part one where I talked about, you know, young queer kids and the like legislation being passed right now. Um, queer kids exist. Trans kids exist. You know, young queerness does not know an age. It does not it does not just happen when you turn 18. It It exists throughout your whole life. So celebrate your celebrate children who are queer, love them for it, you know, help them embrace it and embrace their own life because you don't want your kids writing fan fiction <laughs> that is so um, very obviously gay but not gay at the same time. Um, and l let them live a slay life and slay along with them because that is what we all want to do here today. So I hope you all enjoyed this fan fiction because I certainly did. This is going to be... Um, I should put this in my apartment. Like, I should put this in the frame or something because this is truly a piece of history, honey. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I know I've said that now probably three times. To recap this episode, um, do -do 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 Dora um, deserves more credit, so give her her flowers. Um, next week, I'm going to have a guest. Super excited about that. So look forward to next week's episode. Um, my final thoughts I'm going to leave you all with are, who was your celebrity crush? Who was the one that made you, like, First feel feelings. Obviously, like, Josh Hutchison was the first one that I really felt feelings for. But the one before that, like, because, you know, when I was gay but young, I was, like, in my mind, I was, like, I want to be friends with them. But clearly there was some more to it. But the first one I ever thought about and I, like, dreamed about was Zac Efron, who I know all you girlies who are probably around my age, we all were feeling the same way towards Zac Efron because, baby, he was a dreamboat. So Zac Efron was my, my first, but this was, like, the first, like, really deep, deep feeling inside of my, like, core. Um, and I literally had pictures of Josh Hutchinson saved on my phone, you guys. Like, it was crazy, 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 crazy. So, who was your celebrity crush? Please let me know. I'll put that in the description on the uh, episode. It will be, like, a little uh, question in, I know, on Spotify, because I put it in every week, but no one ever answers it. But also, I tried to do it myself, and I couldn't find it. So if you find it, and you're able to answer it, 
slay. I'll also put it in on my Instagram so you guys can answer that as well. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is parkergriffin716. That's my personal Instagram. You can also follow the podcast Instagram, which is Parker's Pointless Pod. You can subscribe to my YouTube page. You can follow me on TikTok. You can follow my personal account. Or you can follow the podcast account. Uh, you can just search me. You'll find me. Um, but yeah, follow me. We'll have a very slay fun time together. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I will see you guys all next week with my guests. And it's going to be a super, super fantastically fun time. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, I hope you all, you know, think about Josh Hodgson. Watch Hunger Games. It's now on Netflix. It's streaming. So go watch it and just feel the fantasy that I was feeling, okay? Because it, it, girl... He's a cutie. Anyways, have a great rest of your week, you guys. I will see you all on the next episode, okay? Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. Share this with a friend or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, Parker, signing off. Bye.